The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. The landmark Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade nearly 18 months ago upended the American landscape of reproductive rights. State laws popped up restricting abortion access. The issue became central to some elections. And we've heard many stories of confusion from patients and doctors trying to understand the new limits. A new story from the New York Times explains some of the internal dynamics of the court from how the justices decided to hear the case to how the decision was drafted and when it was ultimately handed down. Jody Cantor is one of the authors of that report and she joins us now. Thank you for being with us. Jody, many of the justices, including Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who was picked by Donald Trump in part to help overturn Roe, according to your reporting, initially opposed even hearing the case. What changed? When Adam Liptak and I were reporting the story, that was one of the big surprises, because of course she did eventually over vote to overturn the law. But voting whether to take the case or not is a different matter. And initially what she said was that she wanted to vote to grant to hear the case, but that she had timing reservations, that she didn't want to hear the case of that term, which some of her conservative colleagues were pushing to do. And then months later, she actually ended up changing her vote from a grant to a deny. So it didn't make a substantive difference. You only need four votes, uh, which Justice Alito had to move the case forward. But it meant that the case moved forward with a bare minimum of the court, only four votes. And by the way, those were all male justices. There's another detail in your reporting that the justices initially voted in January of 2021 to take up the case. This was months before they publicly announced that they would hear it. And you report that it was Justice Brett Kavanaugh who pushed for a delay to create the appearance of distance from Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. Why did he think that was important? So one of the things that he cited was that he wanted to watch some other abortion cases play out in the lower courts. But it's really the effect that's so interesting. It pushes the case to the next term, and also it creates this appearance of distance from Justice Ginsburg's death. The court has the vote to grant. The case is clearly moving forward, and yet they essentially withhold the decision from the public for months. And once Justice Samuel Alito wrote that draft of his opinion and sent it to his colleagues, uh, you report that the other conservative justices quickly signed on to it without requesting any changes. And that was Alito's way, reportedly, of trying to safeguard a coalition around overturning Roe. How and why did the leak of his opinion to Politico in May of 2022, how did that cement the ruling? So one of our discoveries is that there were really extensive attempts um, to craft compromises. We don't know if they would have worked. We don't know what prospect they had at succeeding. But uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, Justice Stephen Breyer, the first thing they did is they tried to stop the case from being heard. Then when it went forward, 
Justice Roberts, and this is public, he's described this at oral arguments and is in his opinion, he had a kind of 15-week compromise where he wanted to uphold the Mississippi law, which restricted abortion to 15 weeks, but he didn't want to overturn all of Roe. And he was all, even though that was a very lonely position on this court, he only needed one more vote uh, to make that happen. And in fact, Justice Stephen Breyer was considering joining him in that position. That would have been uh, just symbolic. But if, say, Justice Brett Kavanaugh had joined that position as well, the entire outcome would have been different. And so the leak came just as those efforts were underway, and it rendered them hopeless. Justices' votes are secret for a reason, because they want room to change their minds, which sometimes they do before the official opinion comes out. And in this case, because everything became so public, it really cemented the results and locked them in. So we don't know who leaked this opinion, but we can say what the effect was, which was to really lock in the final result. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Jody Cantor of The New York Times, thanks for sharing your reporting with us. Thank you.